So we all know the story of Christmas. All of us do. Whether you're a believer or an unbeliever, most people have heard the story of Christmas. And it's just simply put, when love came down in the most unexpected way. And I've been thinking about this a lot because the Lord tends to do things in unexpected ways, doesn't he? And at the time, everyone expected when the Messiah, they, when, when they thought about the Messiah, they expected him to come as a soldier or a, a, a military figure who would come in and just heads were going to roll. They were going to take back what was theirs. Uh, God was going to come down and he was going to uh, overtake Rome and uh, take back what was rightfully theirs, free God's people. It, but that's not who God is, and that's not how he does things. And sometimes I think we still have that mentality that God is the bad guy or God is, is going to punish and that sort of thing, but that's not how God's ever been and that's not how he is today. So we know the story about the Messiah. We know the story of the birth of Jesus. But I, I want to take a few minutes this morning and talk about the story that's within the story. And the story within the story is about some seemingly insignificant men working in the fields. They're just out there taking care of their sheep. There's nothing special about them. They're just out there doing, shepherds doing what shepherds do, taking care of their sheep. Again, seemingly an insignificant group of people. But God has a way of bringing significance to the insignificant, to the seemingly insignificant. So in Luke 2, we have the story of the birth of Jesus. But the focus goes from the birth of Jesus, Mary, Joseph, Jesus, in a manger. And it takes just a shift, just for a few minutes. And I'm going to start reading in Luke 2, verse 8. Now there were, in the same country, shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is, a bor for there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was, a, was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Now, I'm not going to read the entire story, but these guys go and they find Jesus, they find Joseph, they find Mary, and the, everything that the angels just told them was absolutely true. And it's interesting because they left there completely transformed. A, a seemingly insignificant situation, and these men left transformed. And it says later, it says that they went back to the fields, glorifying and praising God for what they had heard and seen. These shepherds just had an encounter with the love and grace of God. It's an amazing thing. And what, but that encounter didn't change their life immediately. It changed something on the inside of them. They were shepherds before they found Jesus, and they were still shepherds after they found Jesus. But the difference is now they had some, something was different. Something was new on the inside of them. They went back to the fields glorifying and praising God for what they had seen. 
and heard. That's what happens to each and every one of us whenever we have that encounter with the love and grace of God. That's what this church is about. Every single week we get together and we encounter the love and grace of God. And many of us in this church have ex experienced real radical life change because of it. It's just an awesome thing. But God took these, these guys that shouldn't even been mentioned in this story, insignificant shepherds working in a field, and it mentions them. And I just got thinking about this earlier this week, how sometimes, I don't know about you, but I've felt insignific insignificant. Anybody? I, I've felt like maybe, is there really any meaning to my life? And I, sometimes we look at the little things in our life and we feel like they don't matter. And, and sometimes I've asked myself, is there more to life than what I'm experiencing today? And I think we've all been there. We've all done things. We've all been in places we shouldn't have been, done things that we shouldn't have done. And we use that to wrap, we wrap our identity in those things. And it gets to, we get feeling like we're, we're insignificant or the things that we're doing don't matter. Our life doesn't matter in the big scheme of things. But I'm telling you right now, this, the, what we're celebrating tonight proves that your life is not insignificant. God cares about every single detail of your life, and this is a very important part of this story that I think sometimes we can skip over. I believe that the word that the angel gave these shepherds is the same word that he's given each one of us here tonight. He says, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. The word goodwill in Greek means delight, pleasure, and satisfaction. God came down in the, the image of a man to show man that he was made in the image of God. Not because your life doesn't matter, but because you are very significant to him, because he delights in you, takes pleasure in you, and is satisfied with you right where you are, right in the middle of your mess. And the birth of Jesus is proof of that. He didn't come as a soldier. He came as a or he didn't come as a military leader ready to fight. He came as a gentle, helpless baby and showed the world that he's about how he cares for the seemingly insignificant. It's completely different than how God tip or how we would think God. If I was God, I would do things a little bit different. But thank God I'm not God, right? So we celebrate this year, and this is what we're here. We're here to celebrate Jesus, and yes, he's the reason for the season. But it's not just about that he came or how he came, but it's about why he came. He came to show you that your life is significant. You're the story within the story. You're the story within the story. You're the reason God has done everything that he's done. You could say you're the reason for the season. Makes you a little uncomfortable, right? Yeah. Get your purse. No, uh, but <laughs> you're the why. You're the why God did what he did, and you're the why, you're the reason why he did it the way that he did it. Peace on earth, goodwill toward men. The Lord delights in you. He takes pleasure with you and is satisfied with you. No matter how bad you think you've messed up, no matter how little you think you matter, God has goodwill toward you. He looked at you and said, you're worth it. 
you're the why, you're the story within the story. It's powerful. And the reason we can celebrate, this is the reason we can celebrate because of what Jesus did, what he's done for us. We can all commune with God. We can all have a relationship with God and we can all have that encounter with the love and grace of God and leave transformed. For some of you, that's a regular thing. For some of us, this, this isn't a regular thing. I believe tonight we're all going to leave this place transformed and magnify what Jesus did, how he did it, and why he did it. Because of it, we, we have reason to celebrate, and we can all partake in communion with God. So these, uh, hopefully y'all got them open by now. You can't get it open? Maybe ask Mr. Adam here and he'll help you. <laughs> if he hasn't gotten his open yet, maybe. We'll get there. I finished a little early, so we're okay. Now, uh, so the bread represents his body. It represents that he came to this world knowing what he would endure. He didn't have to, he chose to. So as we take this this morning, we just thank you, Father, for what you did, why you did it. We take this tonight in remembrance of that, and we thank you for it. Amen. You can take and eat. The blood, the wine, the blood of Christ that was shed for you is a representation of the sacrifice made for you. It represents that your past doesn't have to dictate your future. It represents how the Father delights himself in you. So, Father, we thank you for what you've done. Again, we thank you for your forgiveness. We thank you that you came in this world to show us who we truly are. You revealed your heart toward us. So we're so thankful for your forgiveness that our sins don't have to hold us back. The past mistakes that we've made don't have to hold us back. You love us unconditionally. You think that we are significant. You say that we're the story within the story. We're the why. And this represents that. So Father, we thank you. We praise you today. We celebrate your birth. In Jesus' name, amen. You can drink.